what would you rather get first? Would, would you rather have uh, good news or bad news first? So, so who, who, show of hands, who would rather receive, if you're going to get both, who would rather receive good news first? Got a, got a few. Who would rather receive bad news first and followed by, okay, we've got an odd, just a couple odd people here that wanted the good news first. Uh, th- this past week, I called Dana Clary, and I, I started my, my conversation by this. I said, Dana, I've got some good news and bad news. Which one do you want first? And, and, and I, I heard this audible sigh. She, I, I just can only assume maybe she was having a rough day because she probably knew I was kidding, but, but she went, I guess give me the bad news so I can, you know, be follow that up with some good news. So, so, so actually what I said was, well, actually they're the same thing. I, I said, here's the bad news. We've, we've had a couple large donations to Caden's closet. And by that, I mean bags and bags full of clothes that were donated, uh, to Caden's closet. But, but here's the good news, Dana. We've had a lot of donations to Caden's closet. Uh, things are starting to, to stack up. And since, uh, we've not been able to have groups come in and, and uh, help with that. Uh, it's it's both good news and bad news. So let me just toss that out. So if you'd like to help Dana, uh, she would be glad to accept that. In fact, we are on Sunday, June 28th. We're going to take a time be- between first service and the start of second service. We're going to take a time uh, that, that we ask some volunteers just to go over to Caden's Closet and help with uh, with uh, getting things sorted and put away and, and so forth. So we'll let you know a little bit more about that next week. But uh, do kind of make make some plans for that. The truth is, I, I'm not surprised. Most people, or in fact, I've got it in my notes that I was going to say that I'm not surprised most people want bad news first. So I was just assuming that's what was going to happen. That majority of us, you want the bad news first, embrace yourself for that, and then follow that up with some some good good news. Uh, uh, the the reality is though, we'd rather have good news and then. And then more good news, or, or good news and at least no other news, just, just good news. But over, over the next couple of weeks, over the next three or four weeks, we're going to be looking, we're going to be looking in the Old Testament at the life of a man that received good news, but, but he received good news first. He actually received some bad news as well, but he received the good news first. And, and man, was it good news. In fact, it was a type of news that, that only a handful of, of people throughout all of history have received, or at least only a few have received it the way that this guy received it. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But what made this good news amazing is that he got it from God, which obviously is somewhat unique. So I can only, I can only guess how exciting it was when God spoke to Elijah when God spoke to Elijah and said, Elijah, you're going to be my mouthpiece. Elijah, you're going to speak for me. Now, I don't know what a guy does when, when he finds out he's going to be a prophet. But my, my guess is that Elijah called his mom. Uh, I didn't have phones, but I imagine he went over to his mom's house and said, Mom, you're not going to believe this. Be sure to tell Dad, I'm going to be a prophet. God has called me to be a prophet. Isn't that um, amazing? I'm not sure what you do. Do you remember the last last time you got a job, or maybe you got your dream job, or maybe you got a promotion at work, or maybe you got accepted into uh, the college of your, your choice? I bet when you heard that good news, you... You call people, you text people, you let other people know, hey, I, I got my dream job, I got that promotion that comes with the $5,000 uh, 
uh, a bonus or promotion. Uh, I, I'm gonna, I got accepted in college. I'm gonna be a Jayhawk or I'm gonna be a Wildcat or I'm gonna be an Ichabod. Not sure what an Ichabod is, but I'm gonna be one of them. And, and, and you were excited. So I just have to believe that when God called Elijah, uh, to be a prophet, that, that he was excited beyond words. Good news, Elijah. Good news, Elijah. You're going to be my prophet. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be looking at this guy, Elijah, and, and we're actually going to see a couple things about his life that, that I think parallels our life. We're going to see some things about Elijah that, that we'll see ourselves. That they may surprise you, but we're going to see ourselves in some of the, the things that Elijah went through. See, we see this prophet Elijah and we're literally going to see him, and not, not necessarily today, next week, or in two weeks we'll look at it, but we're, we're going to see Elijah literally on a mountaintop. Uh, but we're also going to see him in the valley, and actually kind of literally in the valley as well. We're, we're going to see him go from moments of great victory and triumph to moments of great, uh, great despair and defeat. We're, we're going to see him going from a, an unknown man, no one knew who he was, to a man that so pleased God that he didn't taste death. Elijah actually never died. He was, he was taken up in a fiery chariot that God sent for him and taken directly up into heaven. So, so we'll look at Elijah who had received some good news. But right after receiving the good news, in, in essence, now God didn't put it this way. He didn't actually say these words, but in essence it's what he was saying. Right after he got the good news, God was saying, Elijah, Elijah, trust me. So today, uh, we're, we're going to look at, uh, over the next two weeks, we're going to look at three things that happened with that, that, uh, that situation with Elijah when he first got the good news. We'll look at one of them today and then two of them uh, next week. So if you have your Bibles, turn, to me, uh, turn with me in the Old Testament to, to 1 Kings Chapter 17. If you have your Bible, turn to 1 Kings. If you don't, there should be one in the pew back in front of you or under the row of seats in front of you. Uh, 1 Kings chapter 17. We're going to read just the first six verses this morning to get started. We'll finish up this, uh, this thoughts next week. Now, Elijah the Tishbite from Tishba in Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord, the God of Israel, lives, whom I serve, there will be neither dew nor rain in the next few years except by my word. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here, turn eastward, and hide in the Kirith Ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook I have directed uh, from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Kirith Ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. Uh, what are we going to look at this morning? There was a call. There was a, there was a call. There, there definitely was a call on Elijah's life, the, the call to be a prophet. Uh, and and we, we know that actually from, from the first two verses. Verse 1 he says that the Lord, the God of Israel, uh, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, whom I serve, there will be neither, neither dew nor rain. So, so he, he, he gave a message that, even though it doesn't specifically say it that way, it's obvious that God had called him and gave him that message to give to 
King Ahab. And then verse 2, it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, leave here and go somewhere else. Go to, uh, to the east side of the Jordan. So, so we know that there was a call on Elijah's life, but it brings up a couple questions. Here's the first one. We're just going to look at two, two thoughts this morning. Here's the first one. How did that, how did that call come? How, how did God call Elijah? Now, now we know from Old Testament history, from reading our Old Testaments, we, we know there's some fantastic stories about God calling people. We know that, that God called Moses in a burning bush. A bush caught on fire and, and God spoke from that bush. We know that Gideon had an angel appear to him and start talking to him. We know that Samuel heard a voice. In fact, he, he thought it was someone else, but God spoke to him through, through an audible voice. We know that Joseph heard from God in a dream. But how did God call Elijah? So, so he called him to be a prophet because he gave him words. Says, how did God call Elijah? Now let me, let me uh, kind of enlighten you here with this. We don't know. I have no idea how God called Elijah. Maybe, maybe he did, the, maybe pulled that burning bush trick again. Maybe, maybe it was in a dream. Maybe an angel appeared and said, hey, I'm here because uh, God wants you to go talk to a-. I, I have no idea. I have no idea how God called Elijah. But what I do know is this. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how God spoke to him. It makes no difference how God communicated his will to him. Let me, let me illustrate this way. If, if tomorrow Rita says, hey, Tim, bring home a gallon of milk tomorrow when you come home from the office. Now, probably she would say bring home half a gallon because we don't drink a lot of milk anymore. But, hey, bring home some milk tomorrow. Now, there's a lot of ways that she could communicate to that. When I left tomorrow morning, she could say, Tim, bring home a half gallon of milk tomorrow. She's probably not going to do that because she knows I will, by, by the end of the day, I will have long, long since forgotten that she told me to do that. So, so she could, she could tell me face to face. She could send me a text. She could send me an email. She never does that. Or she could call me. Or she could text me and then call me right about the time she knew I was leaving, uh, find out that I'd forgotten to get it at John's. Hey, will you stop in Hatchison and get it? And then call me again, or I get home and say, oh, man, I forgot the, the milk. But, but she could communicate it a, a bunch of different ways. It's still the same. She communicated. We don't know how God communicated with Elijah. I don't know why it's not part of his story. A, a guy who, we know how it ended. He, God sent a fiery chariot to take him to heaven. So, so I, I think I would have included in Scripture how God called him. I think it had to be something cool, but we don't know. It's not part of his story, and it's not important. But what is important is this. He listened. See, what we really need to catch from Elijah's call is that he listened to God. Now, I've never had a burning bush talk to me. I've, I've seen a burning bush before, uh, but it was cut down and thrown into a fire. I've, I've never had a bush catch on fire and not be consumed by the fire. The leaves stay green. The, the, the branches don't start to glow uh, red with the fire. I've, 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 never, I've never seen a burning bush and have God speak to me 
from a burning bush. I've, I've, I've never seen an angel, well, except for Rita, of course. Uh, buy back a little bit of something there. Uh, I've, I've never seen uh, an, an angel, never had an angel uh, appear to me. I've, I've never had a dream that, that I could attribute to God. Now, I did one time. I, I had a dream that I thought God was telling me, Kevin, to buy a motorcycle, but Rita told me it wasn't God. Uh, <laughs> that, that I just ate something bad the night before. Uh, I've, I've never heard an audible voice. I've never heard God speak to me in an audible voice. Although I know people that tell me and I believe them that they have. But I suspect that if, that if God appeared to me in one of those ways, Man, if, if God appeared to me in one of those ways, I, I just suspect that I would, man, I would respond. Don't you think you would? Don't you think if God appeared to you in, 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 a, in a fantastic way like that, that you would just jump to attention? Let me, let me just say, Bobby, so, so Bobby, if God, if, if, if you got home this afternoon and you step out in your backyard and there's this bush and it's on fire, but it's not burning up, and God says, Bobby, come here, Bobby, come here, and you, you walk closer, and then he says, Bobby, I'm going to use you in a mighty way. W- would you listen? It would be tough? That's the wrong answer. You, you, you must have read my notes. <laughs> Pick the wrong guy. So, so, so Bree, answer wisely here. You, 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 hear, you, you go home today, and there's an angel sitting on your front porch. And, and the angel says to you, uh, you are a great and mighty warrior. I'm going to use you to do just, just amazing things. Don't don't you think he would? Don't you think you'd just jump to attention and be excited? Okay, that's the right answer. So I hope you learned from 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 Bobby messing up his answer. <laughs> do, do you realize some some of you may have Bobby? You you actually very gave a very wise answer to. Do you realize that when God that when God spoke to Moses in a bush that was burning and not being consumed, uh, when God spoke to Moses, Moses didn't say, tell me what to do, God. I'm, I'm all in. I'm going to do it. Instead, you probably remember that this is what Moses said. He said, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Mo- Moses went on, if you remember that from, from uh from the text, he, he went on and argued with God. I can't talk. I, I stutter. I, I, I can't lead. God, use someone else. Use my brother. Use someone else. I can't do it. God appeared to him, and he said, nope, I, I can't do that. Uh, and, and as bad as that is, let, let me tell you what happened when an angel appeared to Gideon. An angel appeared to Gideon and said, you are, you, you are, are a mighty warrior, and God is going to save Israel out of Midian's hand. This is what Gideon said. Somebody might remember this. Gideon said this, If the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our fathers told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the hand of Midian. So instead of saying, God, what do you want me to do? I'm ready to go. And Gideon saying, well, God has abandoned us. Now, I, I point that out for this reason. It, obviously not responses that you expect. Now, in both cases, they eventually did what God asked them to do and, and trusted God. 
just like God asked Elijah to. The simple truth is this. It really doesn't make any difference if God appears to us in a bush, through an angel, a dream, audible voice, or any other way. We have to listen. Now let's get let's get personal and, and ask this question. Let's kind of make the application here. How how do we know? How do we know? God God put a call on Elijah's life. We're not sure how that happened necessarily, but we know he responded to it. So how do we know when God is calling us? When God is speaking to us? Because uh, uh, I assume that. For most of us, let me just say for myself, I've never had God speak to me in any of those dramatic type of ways. I've never had God say, hey, Tim, this is what I want you to do in that kind of way. So how do we know when God is calling us? Now, let me take a step back for for just a second and preface that question with this statement. God calls us. God calls us to do his work. So. So, so let's start from that place that God does call us to do His work. So then, how do I know? I See, I believe that God is continually placing a call on your life. That God is continually, day by day, putting a call on my life to do His work. Do you, do you hear Him? Ha, have you heard Him? See, I know He calls us because Scripture, New Testament Scripture basically tells us that is the case. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God is calling you and He's calling me to do good works. Will you listen? In, in 1 Corinthians twelve twenty seven, He says, Now, you are the body of Christ, and each of each one of you is part of it. Uh, we, we, we all have a function in the body. We're not all appendix, just there for no good reason. We all have, uh, have a role in the body of Christ to do what God has called us to do. Will you listen? Uh, in, in Romans 12, it says, We all have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a, a, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. See, God has gifted each of us in different ways to to be a part of the body. Are you listening? See, we don't know how Elijah was called. I'm assuming it was dramatic, but he listened. So, So if God is calling me, and it probably isn't in a dramatic way, it's not through a, a, a voice or a bush or angel or anything like that. How do I know, how do I know when God is calling me to do His work? How, how, how can I be aware of what that is? Let me, point out, let me point out a couple things. First of all, it is usually small. It's usually small. As much as we would love for God to call us to lead a ministry or to be in the spotlight or, or, or to have God use us in fantastic ways or have God call us to something that we can look back later and say, man, thousands of lives were changed because I responded to that call. As much as we would love that that would be God's call on our life, and, and it might be, it could be for some of you, 
for most of us, God's call on our life is usually small. See, see, if we just understand that He's calling us to do the little things, He's calling us to love our neighbor, to forgive others when, when, when they sin against us. He's calling us to give some of our time and to notice, uh, notice someone that is unseen. F.E. Piercy says this, he says, we often celebrate grand accomplishments, but Jesus lives in the simple. The simple act of love, the simple word of kindness, the simple work of service. Do you hear him calling? See, it's, it's, it's usually something small he's calling you to. Do you hear him? Are you listening? Note this, not, 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 not always, but it's often uncomfortable. God rarely calls us to the easy. He, he is calling us to step out of our comfort zone, out of our familiar, out to a place that he leads us. See, Moses was, when God called him, appeared to him in a burning bush, Moses was a shepherd. And God called him out of his comfort, comfort zone. Instead of leading sheep, he was going to lead Israel out of Egypt. But he had never done that before. Gideon was a farmer. He was thrashing wheat. In fact, they were so scared of the Midianites that he was down in a wine press hiding so they wouldn't even see him thrashing the wheat. Gideon was a farmer, and God was calling him to be a a mighty warrior, to step out of what was familiar to him, to be a mighty warrior. So instead of thrashing wheat, he was going to start thrashing the Midianites. But he had never done that before. See, God God may call you to something you've never done before or something that doesn't come easy or something that doesn't come naturally or will demand your time or your commitment or your heart or will be hard. See, God calls us to the uncomfortable. Do you hear him? See, God, God is going to call us. It's usually, it's usually small and it's often uncomfortable. But I know what maybe you're thinking right now. You're saying, okay, okay, Tim, that's good, but how do I know? How do I know when God calls? Because you haven't addressed that. You said you were going to tell me how I know. How, how can I know when God is calling me? How can I be sure? If it's not a burning bush, I, I'd probably get that. If it's not an angel, I, I probably would listen there. How, am, how do I know when it's God calling me to, to do something? We know it's God's call when now catch this, write this down, if you've got your notes and keeping track, write, write this down. We, we know it's God's call when it is from God. <laughs> okay, that's not very helpful, is it? <laughs> you didn't really answer the question. But let me, let me ask another question. Honestly. And, and, and I, could, I could probably give some pointers here how we can definitely know when God's calling us. But is that really, is that really our stumbling point? Is our problem really trying to figure out when God is calling us? Is that, is that what, we're, what we really struggle with, trying to figure out what God's call on our life is, or is it this? Is our real struggle this? Will I listen? I, 
Speaking for myself, I rarely struggle with knowing when God's calling me. Calling me to action, calling me to change, calling me to do something. I, I, I rarely struggle with that. You know what I struggle with? I struggle with listening. See, I'll read a scripture and a verse will jump out at me. Or I'll, I'll be praying and, and, and I will sense that God is talking to me. Or I'll feel a nudge and, and I know it's the Holy Spirit. Or I'll hear a song and that song will, will move me to action. Or I'll hear a sermon or a Sunday school lesson and I'll be challenged to change. But the problem is not will I hear God's call, it's will I listen to God's call. See, I, I don't, I don't think we have a church full of people just sitting there waiting. God, I'm just waiting for you to tell me what to do. I'm just waiting for the orders. I'm just waiting for you to tell me where I need to be a mighty warrior. I, I really, I really don't think that's the issue. I think our issue is, will I listen when God calls me to love a neighbor? When God calls me to forgive someone? Will, will I listen when God calls me to see past myself to see someone else? We know that we know that Elijah heard God's call and heeded the call. We don't know what it looked like. We don't <laughs> we, we we don't know how it came. It really doesn't matter. He just simply listened. So so over the next few weeks we'll we'll look at that 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 life. We'll look at his ministry and we'll see how his life and others' lives were changed because he listened. Last week, Rita and I were driving somewhere, and she she turned on a, 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 an interview that was on Facebook, and she held the phone over to me. We were sitting in line at Sonic. I held the phone over and said, did you recognize him? And I looked at the guy, and I'm like, man, I don't know who that guy is. And, and then I looked again, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Or, or she told me. I, I guess she had to tell me who it was. Uh, was a kid that I've known since he was a, a little boy. His name's Bart Hintz. Uh, Bart uh, attended church, uh, grew up in the church at Rushville. His family lives in Effingham, graduated from uh, uh, Effingham, went to school with Nick, and Nick knows him well. And, and uh, uh, it, it was an interview with Bart, and, uh, and and he was telling his story. See, Bart had when he got out of high school, went to Ozark Christian College and, and went into youth ministry. In fact, he, he was a youth minister for us at, at Rushville for, for a while. And he, he was telling the story that he was at a week of church camp and, and he heard God's call. There, there were some people there. The mission for that week was a group of people from Show Me Children's Home in uh, Lamont, Missouri. And, and he, he came home from that week at camp and he just felt like God was telling him now it wasn't a burning bush an angel didn't appear to him he didn't hear an audible voice but he just felt like god was saying bart this is what you're supposed to do and so he got home from camp that day and told his wife sarah sarah i know where god wants me to go i know what god wants me to do hey, I, I know where we should go we're, we're going to go to show me and we're going to be house parents at show me and sarah said bart i think you're wrong <laughs> god is not calling us to that but Sarah's just a sweetheart. She is an amazing woman of God. And she said, well, Bart, let's do this. Let's pray about it. In fact, what she said was, Bart, pray about it for 30 days, and then you're going to get that out of your, your mind. And at the end of 30 days, Bart was, his, his, uh, his will was, was solid. He, he knew that God was telling him to go. 
And unfortunately for Sarah, it wasn't what she was expecting. At the end of 13 days, she felt God calling her too. And so for, for years now, they've been house parents. They've impacted impacted uh, dozens and dozens of boys and girls uh, in positive way as, as house parents at Show Me because they heard a call. Now, now I would put that not necessarily a small thing. That, that was a huge thing, but they heard a call and they listened. Certainly out of their comfort zone, but they listened. Would you bow with me? Father, we thank you this morning that you call us. You place your call on our life every day. Father, sometimes it's the smallest of things. Maybe it's just a smile. Maybe it's just a kind word. Father, maybe it's a, a, an act of, uh, of love. Maybe it's, it's offering forgiveness when it wasn't expected. Father, maybe it's, uh, it's financially supporting. Maybe it's giving some of our time. Father, you... You call us to be your light, your witness in so many ways. Oftentimes, Lord, they're, they're not very big, they're small. But you're often calling us to get out of what's easy and what's comfortable for us, what's familiar, and do something for you. Father, help us today not be confused about whether you're calling us, but be committed to listen to your call. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here this morning and you you don't know the Lord, we'd encourage you to come. We'd encourage you to answer that call first. But maybe here this morning, God's calling you to something. Maybe it's maybe it's small. Maybe it's medium sized. Maybe it's big. I don't know. God may be calling you to something today. If, if you need encouragement, if you need someone to walk beside you with that, if you need someone to pray with you about that, then I would encourage you. Uh, I would encourage you to come up, and we'll gladly do that. Will you listen to God's call?